and welcome to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I am your host, Liv, and I am in town. Finally, I've been traveling a lot. And what's so fun about that is that my wonderful friend who is so devoted to me in my career and in all the things is also a traveler, Taylor Schroll, my in-studio producer. Hello, Taylor. Hello, Olivia. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay. So, Taylor, um, one thing that you and I do have in common is that we do both really love to travel. I mean, that's something that you like. Yes? I like traveling with other people are paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, you do too. Same. <laughs> Same, same. And I've been traveling a lot lately. And so have you. You've been traveling a lot for work. Um, I say I'm traveling for work. I mean, it sounds professional, right? It sounds like I, I, I sound believable. Do, do you do you feel better when you say that you're Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, I do. I feel I feel a lot better when I say that I'm traveling for work. But I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Most people make money when they travel for work, not spend tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> You know, we'll get there. You know, when we have a review of the of the things, uh, I'm sure my financial advisor will tell me which, how much money I spent. Which is funny because he's a financial advisor, so he should know a lot about investments. All he, he does, does. Is he, he puts another big chunk of investment into you every week, and still waiting on that first return. I'm his daily investment. <laughs> this is the heavenly investment. When he dies, Jesus will say, "Oh yes." Come on in. That's the investment. It's not a worldly one. He's like the rich young man. The rich young man in the Bible walks away sad because he couldn't walk away from his many possessions. Your husband is the rich young man, but then Jesus <laughs> is like, but you were married to live, so you come on in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Same. Um, so the, the thing is, is that actually what's funny is that one of the places that I've been traveling to a lot is the Northeast, as you know, because Veritas is a network that has taken this show and put it on the radio. I think it's on, oh, for the love, this is where I stink because I'm not good at numbers. Obviously, this is why I'm married. There's a real way to fix this. How? Just don't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they're on AM and they're on FM. Uh, put in Veritas if you're in Connecticut and in uh, New York area. Uh, also, they have an app. But I like to go up there and I like to do things like when I'm there. There's certain places I like to go. I like to stay. So, Taylor, have you been one of those people where, like, you have something that you do go for work often and you've kind of gotten in with the people or there's certain restaurants you like? Me and Sioux City, Iowa. Really? Are so tight. That's like my place, man. Sioux City, Iowa? Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. I, I fly into a literally a different state in order to get to Sioux City, Iowa. <laughs> they come pick me up. But I've been there like six times for like, I think four or five, their youth conferences. It's the first big diocesan thing I ever did. Yeah. So I, 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 I've sang for it. I've done keynotes. I've emceed. I've, I've you know, said mass. I, not, well, maybe not that one. <laughs> but I've done almost everything for this diocese. I've done the men's conference. So I've, I've been to Sioux City, Iowa quite a bit. And a lot. Like, when you're here, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have spots? Do you have like food that you really enjoy and that you can't wait to have? And people that you definitely are like, hey man, I'm coming into town. Yeah, so there's a, there's a few priests that I'm really excited to see. Uh, you know, like Father Patrick, Father Travis, who was just Travis when I met him. No! He, he's my age. We're like friends. I've seen him in multiple places across the country. Seriously? He was in, he was in a seminary in St. Louis and I went and visited St. Louis. I saw... 
then Deacon Travis. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 there's, that's there's cool. People, there's one place to eat, and it's not like super one place fancy. in Sioux City. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> one place you ask like places that we've gone. Okay, before, okay, right? okay. You have it's one called, place. It's your place. Okay. It's called Hoohat. Have you ever heard of Hoohat? Stop. I'm Is this real? Yeah, yeah, it's real. Spell it. It's H U space H O T. So it's a Mongolian grill. Who hot? Who hot? <laughs> it's, it's a Mongolian grill. So like really? ch- Chinese stuff, but it's like. Do they cook it there for you, or you cook it at your table? Which way? Uh, so that's yeah, that's like the hibachi. It's it's, it's kind of a little bit a little bit of both, right? So okay. You, you go through. You've never been to a Mongolian grill? I'm no, surprised. I have. So it's kind of like uh, think salad bar. Yeah. Where you go through and you pick all the things that you want. You mm-hmm. put all the things you want like into salada. a salada. Except it's like meat and the veggies, right? Okay. And then you take it to this big thing that they cook on. Okay. And they, they cook it all. They put it together with either noodles or rice or whatever. So you walk to your table with the fully cooked food. Oh, you wait. But, yeah, you wait. And you get to like watch them make it. It's actually really cool. So it's like huh. a Mon- Mongolian grill. Sioux City, Iowa. So like Gen- Genghis Grill is another chain of right. Those, right? So Hoo Hot is the one up there. So every time we go and I don't eat at Hoo Hot, I'm disappointed. You're I like sad. Forward, I look forward to it for weeks. It's your place. It's That's so funny because I have a place in... Well, I did I did this show with an audience at my favorite place in Stamford, Connecticut, a which I know... A little bit higher end than Hoo Hot. <laughs> <laughs> really? The Columbus Park Trattoria, which I don't know how to say that word. I If I'm saying it wrong, I apologize. If but, you can't say it correctly, I can't afford it. <laughs> well, exactly. Nice. But the last time I was in Stamford, because when I go, you and I are different. When I go on a trip, I go for a long time because it just, it's, it's just, I don't know why you go, you're like able to fly in, fly out. Like you went to LA in like 24 hours. You went to Seattle in like 24 hours. Like you're able to do that. I go to New York. I'm like, ah, I got to stay. I get a car. I go visit people. That's not I your jam. I have to come home and work. I have to make money. <laughs> That's the part. <laughs> There it is. I wasn't sure what the difference was. I mean, we're so similar, the Taylor. The difference between you and I is I have to work for what I get. Is that what it is? <laughs> Got it. Okay. I understand. Um, but I found this Chinese restaurant. I, I was I was trying to be good. Every night I was like going out with people and I was like, people are going to be like, why are we babysitting Liv? She keeps coming into Connecticut and we're so tired of it. Nobody wants to hang out with her anymore. Well, that's so, why we have to send you there. That's how we feel here. Probably. That's exactly <laughs> probably why I go so often. And so I, I get up there and whatever, it's like day four. And so I decide, you know, I'm going to watch Friends in the hotel room. I have a hotel room that I, I have a hotel now that I love. I will only stay at this one hotel. I will only stay in this one room. Like, I am becoming ridiculous about Stanford, Connecticut. Nowhere else. I've, I've never gotten that. Like, hotels, But Stanford. It's like, I mean, it's a bed and a bathroom no. and a door. And if you're having no. a good trip, you're not staying there. I will tell you where. It is room 901. I think that's the room. And it is massive. It is awesome. It's got multiple windows, multiple like walls of windows. Like it's it's a corner. It's a corner room and it's huge and it's fantastic and I love it. So just checking, room 901 at this hotel in Connecticut is what you wanted to cover today. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I ordered up this Chinese food, right? I just went on DoorDash or whatever because I thought, oh, I'm going to be good. I'm going to stay in the room. I'm not going to bother anybody because I hate being a bother, which I'm sure Taylor does not believe. And I have to tell you this, and this is why I was asking you because I think it's so random. It is to this day the best Chinese food I've ever had in my life. Like, I'm talking New York City. I'm talking until this, it was Italy. 
I'm not, the best Chinese food I ever had was Italy. Don't do that face. I'm serious. There's a reason why Italy has great Italian food. Wait. <laughs> Golly. This segment is something else. I'm so There's a reason. I'm usually not happy to be here. I'm really happy to be here right now just watching this. You're the worst. <laughs> you are the worst. There's a reason why Chinese food is so fantastic in God, Italy. When you go to Connecticut, 901. <laughs> when you go to Italy, I didn't know if you knew this. They have Italian food. But don't order it. It's not the best Italian food and authentic and the reason to go there. Get Chinese takeout. Stop. <laughs> that is not what I said. It's 100% <laughs> what you said. <laughs> so Sioux City, Iowa. <laughs> uh, tell me something else great about Sioux City that people will be shocked about. For real. Um, Coffee. Is there uh, a park? I, this is switching gears. Yeah. Uh, that's but, fine. Um, the bishop there is tremendous. Really? Yeah, to the point where, like, usually when there's uh, th like diocesan events, you would think like, oh, who's the who's the head of the diocese? The bishop. Usually they're there, but usually they they come in, yeah. they say mass, and then they're out. They do like the princess wave, right? Like the, yeah, one hundred. The royalty yeah. wave, and you're like, oh my gosh, the bishop. But he, he comes to every event, and he sits there. He has sat through. The first keynote I ever did for any diocesan conference ever, he sat in the front row and I was terrified. And uh, we introduced at the end and it was great. Um, the next What's his time, name? Uh, uh, well, you might not remember Bishop now on the Nicholas. spot. Bishop Nick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I always have Santa Claus in my head. Uh, you're Nicholas. right. He's yeah, like, yeah. he was a bishop, so. Um, but like, I've gone back and like, I, like I, he just hears somehow that like, not physically hears, but like, you know, like the... The, the, the check-in people are like, oh, Taylor Stroll's here. He'll, he's called me to his office. Stop. To like, just to say hi, give me a hug, shake hands. Are you serious? Uh, ask how I'm doing. Like, just a tremendously like genuine a bishop. person. Like what a real, and, like and a like, bishop. Yeah, that's kind of rare, you know? Yeah. And uh, like, I did a breakout session one time for the men's conference. Mm -hmm. And like, four people came. Because there's like real big names talking there, you know, like the big people there. And they're just like, Taylor's doing Pope Francis, yeah. <laughs> Cardinal DiNardo, Taylor Stroll. Like, sat there, listened, like asked questions. Like it just, like How sweet. that relationship has just been really special for me because, you know, um, church authority is rough sometimes. And him being the exact opposite has been really cool. That's really cool. Even better than Hoo-Hot. <laughs> It's close. <laughs> what do you love in Sioux City, Iowa? Who hut and the bishop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what room he's in? In the <laughs> office? Stop. It's corner office. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I never had a corner. Uh, that's not true. I have. Ha have you ever had a corner hotel room before? Like one of those sweet. Don't <laughs> do attention. this to me. Don't. Come on, Taylor. I, I'm serious. Like, have you ever just gotten like they just gave you like a really crazy cool room? You know what I mean? You get paid to go places. People actually pay you to come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they pay for you while you're there. They pay you and they pay for you while you're there. That has never happened to me, Taylor. I'm a hot commodity. You are. And I am, people are like, dang it. <laughs> it's my turn to babysit live. So yeah, they probably were being nice and gave me the big room, but you never got like upgraded on anything before. What's the biggest upgrade you ever had on a travel? First class. I, 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 so this is literally this last trip that I took. To I, LA? I, I now have status with my airline <gasps> to get free, you know, uh, first class upgrades for my flights. And if there's not first class, you know, it's, it's, it's all like based on oh, status really? or whatever, right? So like, you know, like the business people who fly every week, they have higher status. But yeah. like I have status. So now like I'm not one of the cattle anymore, you know? <laughs> so like 
I'll get free first class upgrades when they're available. If not, then I'll get like the business class. And if that's not available, I'll get like the, at least the preferred seats that usually like, yeah. I, because I'm a large human being, yeah. I've paid for them before, like an extra 40 bucks or 80 bucks or whatever to get but the But for the leg room, room stuff, it's, it's worth it. It's all free it. now. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really excited about That's that. exciting. Did they, did you know before the last flight or is it happening now? I, I, so I literally. Like, did you get to use the stats? Not yet. Not yet. So I earned it with this one. And, uh. <sighs> I, I'm feeling real good about it. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how the other half live. I've never have anything fancy in my life. Sailor. And I earned it by having other people pay for it. <laughs> see, you did it the right way. You did it the right way. When's your next flight? Do you get to see anytime soon? Will you get to have the yeah, status? So, um, Are you going to Iowa? Th this, it'll probably have happened by the time this releases. But I've got flights in March. I've got flights this summer. So I'm, I'm going to be flying real nice. <laughs> I think you should come to Ireland with me. I think then you could go first class to Ireland. They wouldn't let me out. I look like one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tallest leprechaun I've ever seen. <laughs> that would be funny. I love it. Well, whenever we come back, we're going to have an incredible guest where we will continue talking about travel and some other things. You guys, don't go anywhere. You are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I am here with someone who puts me to shame because let me tell you why. We connected on a women's group together. We were just normal ladies in a group over the pandemic. The pandemic had started and we were looking to find community. We were looking to grow as women. And then all of a sudden I get this nice little private message from this gorgeous lady in front of me saying, I think we have a lot of the same friends and I think we do some of the same stuff. And then I come to find out that she is a CEO and uh, I don't know, I'm going to say all sorts of titles. You can stop me later, uh, Leah. Okay, <laughs> as I, I will. say your name I as I'm introducing you. President, designer, I like literally runs a nonprofit that is all over America, saving children's lives. And I have a show in my garage. So same, <laughs> obviously we are sisters from the same, <laughs> same cloth. This is none other than Leah Jacobson, who, I mean, Leah, please. I would, I just want to like clap and applaud and all the things. You're now an author. You have a nonprofit. You've made 15 children. I don't know. You have seven, no. right? Seven, seven. kids? Seven. I've got that? seven. I only have seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> You're like, please stop adding children, Liv. Yeah, no but, kidding. I mean, tell everybody what it is that you do for real, because as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's seriously, it's like Mother Ter you're like Mother Teresa of like moms no, of stop, America. Stop, so stop, stop, stop. You're I'm so wrong. bad. You're so bad. Um, I actually think that that first message I sent to you is even way more awkward than that. I think it was something like, can I please be your friend? And then I said, I'm I'm not weird. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> and then you didn't respond. And you're not. And you didn't respond uh, for like I a week. I didn't respond? It was a week and it was horrible because I was like. Oh my gosh. That's she's so funny. Like she thinks I'm weird. Do you know why? <laughs> Because listen, Leah, I am not good at the IT things and I find stuff like weeks later and then I'm like, what is this? And then, and then, no, and it uh, it's probably Jesus giving you a rest before I do get involved in your life because it's like, <laughs> you don't understand what you just did. No, it was, it was it's great. like the parting of the Red Sea. No, it was perfect. Oh my gosh. I okay, saw so you and I wanted you, to be your friend because I was like, she's fun. Oh, uh, and I, and I still want to be your friend. I am like, so 
finding a reason to come to where you live because what is it that you do? I really, I want you to take a second. Give me your elevator pitch. Give me like, I want you to brag. Pretend I'm like, you know, your mom, like pretend you're your mom and you're bragging to your bridge group. (laughs) No, 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 no. So, okay. You got a couple of the things right in the intro. I am, I'm a, I am a CEO and I'm a founder of a nonprofit and my nonprofit is Guiding Star Project. And we open up women's healthcare centers around the country that just really empower women to love and understand and embrace their natural bodies. Like we're really focused on like your natural body is amazing girl and you should not be altering and suppressing it and destroying it. And healthcare has got it all wrong. You're not the problem. So we really focus. Mm, we really I f- love that. Yeah, no, it's that's totally incredible. True. And you have a book. It makes me and very, you have, you're an author. Yeah. It makes me very feministy, this sort of, um, worldview that I have, but I don't fit in typical feminists in almost any way, except that I think that women's bodies are really awesome the way they naturally were created. So I wrote a book all about it called holistic feminism. So yeah, that's the holistic me. feminism. So the guiding, guiding star project, the guiding star project or guiding star project. Either the, works. Yes. Either works. It's, either either works. So you're being so nice to me. <laughs> How many do you have now? How there, many locations yeah, are there? There's seven. There's seven of them in six states right now. So we're we're slowly expanding and growing all over the country. And wow, yeah, it's good stuff. God's good. He's really and blessing it. Yeah. So what would I want? Here I am. I'm 23. I'm pregnant. Do I come to you guys? Whether I'm married, not married, like, what are we, what are we talking about? What are the services? I want the women and I want the men to hear, because here's the thing. We might have a lot of male listeners and a lot of men know women. (laughs) I don't know if you know that. (laughs) Some, some. (laughs) (laughs) They tend to enjoy the women folk. So that's okay. If they're listening, I want to be able to educate the listeners. Why would they come? Who is your, you know, who are you serving? What does that look like? Well, basically, I mean, we're serving women. And in all stages, our first point of contact that we aim for is nine years old. You know, we want that nine to 12 year old girl. Wow. We want her coming in because she's, we want her to go through our cycle show. We want her to go through the whole process of learning to value and respect her natural body and her fertility. And she should know all about it. Like this is knowledge every little girl deserves to have. And so we, I know. So we, we point to interact with them, you know, really early. So before They've been, you know, kind of sold on some of the ways of the world. (laughs) We want to be in their ear first, just really building them up and telling them, you know, you're not the problem. Like you have a beautiful body and Mm. we're going to understand and take care of it and love it um, because I can only protect what I value and respect. And so that's the whole slogan of cycle show for our girls. And then a lot of times women will come back to us, you know, for their first pap smears, for their first exams, they'll come, you know, late high school, early college. A lot of women come to us to learn how to chart their fertility, um, you know, for health reasons, for family planning reasons, lots of different reasons. They come to us just to learn like, what is normal? Like what is happening with my body? I don't, I, I want to know when I ovulate. And we're like, yeah, you should know when you ovulate. Every woman should know when she ovulates. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good thing to know. So, I mean, that's one of our core services is fertility care. Uh, another of our core services is pregnancy and childbirth. And so if a woman is newly pregnant, whatever her situation, maybe she's been trying to get pregnant for years. Maybe she's totally unexpectedly pregnant. Maybe she's having baby number 10. I don't know. Like, But any woman in, in that situation, we provide care for her in our centers with um, midwives, doulas, uh, and then lactation consultants. That's our third core service area after that baby is born. Um, we do uh, breastfeeding and lactation support. 
and we really help through that postpartum period. And then our final core service, we have four core services. The final one is family life, and it includes the drop-in child watch at our centers, which is required in every Guiding Star Center that you have a place where the babies are welcome and the kids are welcome because so many times, I don't know if you've ever tried to go to the doctor. Yeah. You have to have a place for your kids to go. So I had my first four babies. Yeah. Yeah. I had my first four babies super close together. And I remember going to the doctor's office when I was pregnant with baby number four and I had three toddlers with me and it was like the most horrific, traumatizing experience of my life. And I remember just thinking, Like, I totally understand why someone would opt out at this point. Like, I understand why you would be like, Mm. I am done. Mm. I'm like having an abortion, even though I don't want to. It's too hard. It's too Too hard. hard. We've set the systems up to be really difficult to access. Mm -hmm. And so we made that a requirement. Mm -hmm. All of our centers have a drop-in child watch for um, any woman that needs to use it for up to two hours a day, as long as she stays in the building. Whether or not she has an appointment or not, I don't even care. Like, if she needs to come and take a nap, like, in the back room, that's great. We'll watch your baby. So... Leah, you're gonna cry. Yeah. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. How did I I can't believe I missed that in all of our like chit-chatting and getting to know over the 2020. Yeah. Which listen, 2020 was a blur, friend. It I'd was. love to redo that class with you because oh my gosh, I, I was a hot mess. I didn't even finish but, the class. I was such a hot mess. I, I was such a hot mess. Um, but that is so profound. Like that might that might be the most profound thing I've had someone say. Tell me. The six states you're in. I want people to hear. So if they're yeah. like, I, this is going to be like, uh, I want this to be like lottery numbers. You know what I mean? Sure. And I want people to be like, where are you from? Where a are you three. From? I have a three. <laughs> yeah. So let's hear, let's hear those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have one in Minnesota. So I'm here in Minnesota. We have three, Minnesota. three in Iowa, which is crazy. Three in Iowa? Yeah. So we're in the That's water. Crazy. Yeah. Waterloo area, Siouxland area and Marshalltown, Iowa. Uh, and then we have, that's yeah, great. <laughs> it's really wonderful. You should go. Uh, I should. Taylor goes there all the time. There's one in Texas. I think you're in Texas, aren't you? I am. We're in Texas. Well, it's a big state. Kind of Texas. It's El Paso. Oh, geez. Does El Paso count? <laughs> it counts. It's in Texas. <laughs> Sure, sure. No, I, I actually, to be honest, if you had to put somewhere, at El Paso needs it. Absolutely, 100%. No, we love yes, El Paso. Yes, yes. Okay, El Paso. Uh, and then we've got we Memphis. We need to get you over here, but go ahead. Yeah, we've got Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis? Yeah, Memphis, Tennessee, and uh-huh. brand new uh, Tampa, Florida. So that one is just in the process <gasps> of getting its doors open. Tampa, Florida. Super excited for that one. It is a birth center, so you can have your baby at the center. So like people can go and have babies. Isn't that exciting? So that, that's our, that's the only one that's a birth center. So, uh, it's kind of a new thing. That's fantastic. I'm thrilled about that one. Yep. I am so like proud of you. Like, is that okay to say? Like, I'm just like, I just, I'm so, I want to mail you a certificate or like, you know, like a chocolate bar and say, way to go, Leah. <laughs> I would hang the certificate on the wall <laughs> and look at it every day. I think the world of you. You are such a doll. You are such a light. So tell me how, I mean, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but how did this happen? Like what in the world had to quiet down in your life for mm. you to say yes, because you have seven kids, which I know they weren't all there when you were doing this. Okay? I was going to say, if I had along the way, yeah, no, if I had seven kids when this started, there's no way I would have kept going. I would have been like, you wouldn't have done that. I would have been, see no. how smart God is. No, he's like, he's we'll brilliant. give her a few. They'll be cute. 
Yep. Uh huh. He's so brilliant. He basically. So, what had to quiet down your life? Yeah. No, he basically only gave me two. So that's a great question. What quieted down? Oh, you had two at the time. I had two when this first happened, but I came directly out of campus ministry. So my husband, Josh, and I had been running the Newman. I didn't know that. Yeah, we ran the Newman Center at the University of Minnesota Duluth, which uh, Bulldog Catholic is my Newman Center. Um, Yeah. So kind of a famous uh, place now. It's got a lot of attention with its new resident. But Josh and I lived in the Newman house on campus where Father Mike is at now for the first three years of our marriage. That's adorable. And so when Father Mike... That's really cute. Yeah. So Father Mike, when he moved into the house, actually, that's what we moved out. We had lived surrounded by college students, you know, for the first three years. And so we had so much activity. So you're right. It totally did quiet down. We moved out of the Newman house and it was the Mm -hmm. first time we had our own home, even though we had two babies. It gave me that kind of space to reflect on like all these conversations and these instances I'd had in interactions with college age women. And I was super unsettled at just the average college woman's knowledge and awareness of her body and like her view of herself and her view of the women's movement, that that's what happened. It really propelled me forward into women's healthcare and into a master's degree. And, um, yeah, really started studying at that moment in time and realized the women's movement really messed some serious things up when it comes to healthcare and women are not doing better because of it. So that's what happens. Mm, that's, that's what propelled me. Yeah. yeah. So that's what happened. And now you're, you're a, uh, a CEO. <laughs> that I didn't try to do. So, that was a total accident. I'm, I really didn't know what was going I on. I can't <laughs> imagine. So when you decide though, Leah, like when you, when it, like, that's all, that's all nice and good. Like that's adorable. Like, oh, you know, we should help women. Deep, deep, deep. But then you actually had to go and tell people, but we should get a building and we should put people in the building and people should come to the building. How did that happen, Leah? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, uh, that seems like a big deal. Am uh, I wrong? Yeah, no. That like, building seems like a big deal. Actually, it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, well, everybody, go for your dreams. <laughs> no, but it is. And I think that don't that's give up. that first of all, don't give up. It's perseverance. It is. It's, it's listening to God. You mm-hmm. said yes, right? Mm-hmm. And here's what's so great about your story. And I know you and I connected on this, you know, when we were in um, our class, is that as women, you have stayed faithful to your vocation, yep. to your husband, yep. devoted to your children. Yep. You have continued to be a Catholic mama and doing all mm-hmm. the things and yep. saying yes to God, yep. which includes things outside the home. Yep. Do you have a big passion about that? Do you have a big passion about that? I mean, I, I you have can a, do both. Yeah, I have a passion that every person was created for some purpose. And whatever that yeah. purpose is, you got to figure it out and do it. And you got to be able to shut down the outside voices and influences that get between you and God. Because in that moment of quiet, when God says, listen, I need you to do this for me. You shouldn't be thinking, well, my mom's going to, you know, judge me if I don't, you know, stay home and do the laundry. Like if Jesus asks you to take a microphone and stand on stage, like you need to be ready to do that. Uh, To the converse of that, like if Jesus asks you to like quietly put down your microphone and go home and do the laundry, you got to do that. Like you got to do what he's asking you to do. And so I think there's just been so much judgment in the women's movement. It's really narrowed. Yes. It's narrowed the Mm -hmm. space that's considered successful or acceptable. Um, you know, the secular feminist movement has narrowed it to you're only successful and, you know, meaningful if you have a great career or you have letters behind your name or you make a bunch of money versus like the Catholic, you know, feminist kind of circles. Sometimes the Catholic, I, they would never use the word feminist, but like more of the traditional Catholic sometimes says 
you can't do anything other than be home with your children, which I think they're just both so narrow and they don't take into account right. the Holy Spirit. They don't take into account, you know, just how God uniquely creates each human being. You know, you be whoever God made you to be. Yeah. And if he's asking you to do something, yeah. he's going, I mean, read, I tell people all the time, read Moses and Aaron, because yeah. I, if that isn't a conversation we all have with God all the time about like, yeah. listen, here's the deal. And he's like, that's cute. I'm not asking what you think you can do. Yeah. Who made your mouth? <laughs> I'm telling you. Who made you. your mouth, Moses? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. He's like, go speak. But Lord, I can't. Who made your mouth? <laughs> but yeah. I, I also, he's like, did I ask? Like, that's yeah. not what I said. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, maybe you don't understand yeah. the whole I am part. Maybe I should repeat that. Um, so I think that that's really cool. And I think that that's really beautiful, especially of like a mom that's a mom of seven. I'm only yeah. a mom of two and my kids are like 74 years apart and your kids are like, <laughs> you had them all in a weekend. And it so, kind of felt like it. It was a rough weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it was president's day weekend. We had yeah. nothing else to do. So we just that had was, seven kids. That was the Mondayest um, of Mondays. <laughs> that was a Monday. <laughs> I love that you didn't even argue with me on that. You were like, yes. It was a Monday. <laughs> that is true, Liv. That is what it felt like. It, I mean, it is <laughs> a blur. What is the age span? Yeah, no, my oldest is 17. I'm sure. Yeah, 17 to two. And, you know, the first four were in five years. So Ooh. that was that was a bit rough, but then they spaced yeah. out pretty nicely. And so now it's great because I've got this yeah. two-year-old and I've got, you know, three, four, three teenagers, almost four 12 kids. To I take almost care have of four teenagers to take care of this baby. And like, she is yeah. like constantly, yeah. she's like the queen of the house. Her name is Esther. It's very fitting. She's yeah. like queen Esther. Oh, um, and it actually has been so much easier. Like we hit like critical chaos yeah. at four and then five, six and seven. We're just sort of like, meh, okay. Someone's got the baby. That's what my mom, like, yeah. that's what I've always heard. Like, once you have, you know, like, about, right, right about there. Like, I've either yeah. heard either uh, the fourth one or the one after that. Right around there, it's just like, but it makes sense. Yeah. The kids catch up. Yeah. <laughs> like, they and you've get got old, everything. And then, yeah, you've already given up yeah. everything you loved. Like, you've already given up, like, a social life sure. and, like, going out and doing <laughs> things. So it's really not that much harder. <laughs> you know, you're just You're like, already cutting people's food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you already have the crib set up. It's still yeah. in your bedroom, you you know, just like <laughs> stick a new kid in it, you know, like, nursing pads still exactly. on. You're like, oh, I don't yep. know. This just makes sense. You're right. Because the hardest thing, you know, um, I didn't get to have all the babies and the two that I did thank thank you God for having, yeah. they're seven and a half years apart. Mm -hmm. When my daughter came along, I seriously was annoyed. I was like, what, what is this? She can't put herself in the car seat. Sure. Which she can't put on her pants. Like, yep. you know, my son was off in school doing all the things. And now all of a sudden I had to like, remember yeah. to yeah. take care of someone. Totally. And I was like, and people were like, oh, were you afraid that we're going to forget her in the car? I was like, no, I was afraid I was going to forget her in the house. Yes. You know, like forget <laughs> when she got to the car, I knew I had her. But in the house I'd walk out and I'd be like, what, is, what was that? What? Oh, shoot so quiet out here why do I like the car so much something else that I need yep totally <laughs> but you get out of the zone I mean there's something yeah. about in parenting yeah and I think that that's really smart about how you're doing you know your the beautiful centers that you have it's keeping people in the zone and yeah. it's and it's 
you know, I don't know if you've thought of it that way, but you're keeping them through their, the entirety of their womanhood. Well, and honestly, I like femininity. that. I like what you just said there though, because we see women all the way up, like through menopause and beyond, like we're healthcare centers. And yeah. so we're going to see women that are, you know, perimenopausal, yes. postmenopausal, but their presence in our centers where there's children, it it's normalizing children in the world again, like in our communities. It's like kids are not yeah, just kind of locked away in the house. Like you, you take your kids with you. And so as a mom, as a CEO, that's yeah. something that I've Bring really, I've really treasured that. That's been my opportunity. Like the kids go with me to my speaking events. I was just in New York city with my, exactly with my 14 same. year old. I just had my 17 and mm-hmm. my 15 year old with me in DC two weeks ago. Like it's my opportunity and my way to like bring them, show with them the world and be alongside them. And it helps them you know, to see like, Hey, mom's vocation, like, yeah, she's home and helping and doing the laundry and grocery shopping, but yet also she is somebody else out here. Like it helps them to see mm-hmm. me and my passion, I think a little bit and gives them an idea of like, Oh, yeah. we can be more than what we see here at home too. You know? I, I don't love know if that. that. I absolutely. Oh, it's the same. Uh, my son, uh, was at all the retreat stuff I did. Cause I, I started and speaking and all that with youth ministry and young adult, my daughter has seen my media and my conference and stuff. And so she comes with me. She even has a little thing here on the show. Aww. And you know, I was up in New York and I flew my son over one trip and then my husband, and my daughter came on another. So, and, and one thing I want to talk to you about is you and I are also doing something very similar, I don't even know if you know this, but like, okay, you, my friend, are doing some pilgrimages. I am. Or you yeah. went on a French just... one. I'm going on that one. <gasps> I don't know if you know that. I'm going in October. You're doing the river tour? Is it the river cruise? I am. <gasps> I Liv, am. I'm one of the leaders. Lo- oh, who are you leading with? That sounds fun. It's Laura Fanucci. Yeah, she's from Minnesota. Rachel Balducci. Oh, okay. Yeah. Laura's, yeah, Laura's she's the greatest. Rachel Balducci. Then I, my joke is, so I'm Stanley Tucci. Um, and then, because <laughs> sure. it's ridiculous. Go with it. Um, do you know Rocky, Rockstar Designs? Do you know Rocky? Uh, she's in uh, Detroit area. Not yet, I area. don't, but I will, I'm sure. She's an artist. Oh, you're going to love her. Okay. You're going to love her. So I think you need to come to France again is what I was really uh, trying to say. You have no idea. Um, and I know you're to. going, you've done this trip I so did. we need to have some type of oh girl. we have to hang out before this you tell me all the places to go you're and you're going to it. germany i'm going to this germany summer, and i'm going to ireland you're going yeah. to, are you going with Haley to ireland who are you going with no she's going to scotland oh. the ireland one is my own trip i'm the headliner I and i'm bringing katie it. mcgrady with me i'm bringing uh valerie delgado if you know pax valerie and yes. i'm bringing ali hoffman oh my gosh girl this so, is so and much father fun. tom pringle i don't know if you know father tom i don't so we're all going yet. to ireland together i'm going to stick around and then catch the boat to France. So I'm going to be in Europe for 24 days that trip. So I need all your tips and I want to hear about your Germany trip because you're going to see the incredible passion play. Yeah, the Oberammergau. Right? You say it's Oberammergau is how you say it. Yeah, no, they do it every 10 years. This huge passion play, Oberammergau. This is a big deal. It's a big deal. This is a big deal. Are you so excited? Do you even know what, like, are you just going and just you're going to go? Uh, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped. Well, I, okay. So I'm, I am German. My family's a little German. And then I took, I think I took six years of German language through high school and college. So So I do, I speak some German. And so I'm really looking forward to it because I, it's just gonna be fun. Like I I've only been there once. I've always wanted to go back and yeah, Germany in the summer. This is amazing. It's a Danube River cruise. So yeah, I'm going to be July. Oh, it's going to be hot. Stop. It's going to be super hot. July stop. July 8th through the 19th. Yeah, when are you in Ireland? I uh, September 28th through October 6th. Oh, 
is my Ireland trip. And it's going to be crazy cool. I am so, because they're letting me be me, Leah. They're letting me plan and do all these live things. So <laughs> is it with select? Are you going It'll to select international? Is that no select is with France. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be with select for France. Yeah. So, you know, we got to talk about all the things. Listen, I want to keep talking to you. I don't want you to go anywhere. I want to play a game oh, and I'm glad that we got all the, all the, all the serious stuff. So now people can oh, be no. like, okay. And now they want to go with you. Why would you not want to go and spend your summer with the incredible Leah? Will you come back? Will you stay exactly where you are? Leah? Don't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, I don't care sure. if there's a kid. I'm here. They're fine. I'm here. There, there's there's other teens that could take care of them. They you guys, it. you are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome to Cooking with Patrice. My name is Patrice and I'm going to make a really fancy appetizer because so many things are happening in my friend Liv's life. One of them is that she's going to be going to France and in France they eat really fancy food. So I told her I would teach everybody how to make something really fancy because I love to be fancy. So here's the thing. I'm going to make these cute little brie bites and you could do this at home if you want. You just need a little cute muffin pan and I already sprayed it with all the things. Well, I mean, it's just oil. It's just not, it's not a big deal. And then I got like this crescent roll and I'm just going to like put some of it. You don't even have to cut it. You just put a little bit in there. Here's the thing. People don't care. They don't know what's there. What's not there. You know what I'm saying? You just, you smush it in, you smush it in and it's, it's gonna be lovely. It's gonna be lovely. People are going to be so impressed that your crescent rolls out of a tub uh, something really fancy with really fancy cheese that isn't like Velveeta. You know what I mean? Not that there's anything wrong with Velveeta, but here's the thing. We are going to do some really fancy cheese called Brie. I don't know if you know what that is. I had a girlfriend named Brie and I didn't know she was named after a cheese, but she says that's not why she has her name. Anyway, so she, her name is Brie, but this is like a cheese that's really fancy in French. What the people say to do is to get this dough called Flylo. Flylo dough is really expensive. This is the Kroger brand crescent roll. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the crow. It's not a big deal. It's like, it's like a dollar. Like, it's like not, it's not, it's so cheap. So you just stick it in the thing. You're just smushing it. You guys, this is so special. I was dating this guy once. His name was Tony and he only ate Italian food. And I said, listen, I know how to cook really amazing things. I'm an international cook and I share my gifts on a show. I am like a, I'm like a star. Like I, you don't understand how incredible I am. And so he kind of laughed. And then he said, I'm not going to eat something with cheese and a crescent roll. That's disgusting. And I said, you obviously don't know what happens here. So look, here's the thing. I'm going to pretend like we're really doing this TV magic and I'm just going to just go so fast and put all the things and okay, we'll do that. Now, this is your brie. Just break it open. Nobody cares. Like this is like, you know, you just, all the rich people eat this. This is what they do in France. The babies in France, everybody eats brie. You just stick it on top of a Kroger Crescent roll and it's going to change your life. Like it's going to be, this is so, ladies, listen, if you are trying to get your man to stay it didn't work with Tony. It didn't. But it, listen, he didn't appreciate all the things I did for him while I was cooking. And 
He says I wasn't that smart, but I really am. Okay, look at this. We're gonna just, you know what? We're gonna stop with these two. This is it. Here's the secret part. You're gonna take some jam. Are you seeing this? You're gonna put some jam on top of the brie. Oh my gosh, I know. I know inside I had a dream last night that Paula Dean called me and Food Network wanted me to have my own show. I just wanna say I'm absolutely available. I, I don't have to always be a nanny or be on Liv's show. I, don't, I have plenty of time to do this. Oh goodness, we're running out of time. Oh, this is just like one of those cooking shows. This is just like that show Chopped. I love Chopped. I, I always know what I would do. I would be so good at that show. This is so hard. They make this look so easy. Oh, okay. And then you're gonna take your favorite nuts. I have walnuts and we're just, we're gonna do that. We're, look at this. We're just gonna do this. Well, it just, it looks like it's odd. It just looks so artsy. And then we're gonna take some rosemary and we're gonna do, we're sprinkling. Be careful because it's very, and then we're just a little salt. Okay, we did it. We did it. You guys, listen. Because I'm so ready for this, when I go to the oven and put this in at 375 for 18 to 20 minutes, I'm gonna pull it out and it's gonna be beautiful. Thank you for tuning in for Cooking with Patrice. Hello and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I am still with the incredible Leah Jacobson, my dear friend that I love virtually that I can't wait to love in real life because I know that when that happens, it will be amazing. Um, and it will also take a long time because I won't let her go. Anyway, <laughs> Leah, uh, I love her. I love you. Um, we're going to play a game. I made this just for you. Now, I've used this wheel before, but I had saints on it, lady oh. saints. And we've done that twice. And I was like, I know you could do lady saints, but I wanted to do a little bit more about you because I just adore you. And so I wanted to get to know you. So I've named this Wheel of you oh. pretend that that was like a thing da, 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 dee, 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 dee. okay <laughs> so here are the choices that are going to happen hidden talent oh no romantic date oh god free cana oh, these are all your favorites free space uh new wife moment oh, no. weeknight dinner like your favorite like these are all your favorites hidden dream romantic date married free space new mom moment favorite kid snack to make and there we go Aren't those like fun? not one answer? So like, not one answer came to my head with any of them. You're gonna, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> be I terrible. believe in you. Okay. Oh no. This is gonna be on, get a phenomenal. Good one. Get a good wow, that's kind of trippy. Free space. Okay, let's see. New wife moment. Can you think of a moment when you were a brand new wife <laughs> and you were like, uh, you burnt dinner, you couldn't find his underwear, um, <laughs> you forgot his name? Okay, no, no, praise God. Um, so the only thing that comes to mind is um, I didn't know that I talked in my sleep until we got married. And so one night. That's hilarious. No, I didn't know. I had no idea I talked in my sleep. And I guess one night. Yeah, how would you know? Yeah, I didn't know. And uh, my husband my husband tells this one. I have zero memory of it. But he basically said I snuggled up all tight to him. And he was like, oh, this is nice. I like where this is going. And I curl, curled middle of the up, night. I'm middle in. of the night. I snuggled up right next to him, and then I stuck my little mouth right up to his ears, and I said, "I was going to kill you if you rolled over." 
<laughs> in my sleep. And so he said he just laid there because he didn't know I was like not awake. <laughs> like he thought he was oh like, my gosh. he was like, what is happening? Do I file for an annulment? So he a serial killer. Yeah, that was like within That's the first so like week of marriage. I threatened to kill him in his oh sleep. Oh my gosh. Do you still <laughs> talk in your sleep or are you so tired at this point? You know, I'm so tired. I don't the 12 no, I've, I've switched out talking to snoring. <laughs> like as you get old, you start to snore. So like. it's true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. No, we're doing more. Oh no, Liv, you have to answer these. Yeah, come on. Get another one. Oh, it's the exact opposite. This is cute, though. This is perfect. New mom moment. Can you think of a time when you were a new mom? Oh, gosh. And, you it know. It was just a blur. It was just a blur you... for all those years. Okay, I'm going to answer, but then you have to answer it. Like, that's the only fair thing here. Oh, I can do that. I can do I can do this one if you want me to. I've got a great new yes, mom moment go. if you want me to I want share. you to do it. It's a funny one. Do it. Okay, I, that's fair. That's fair. So I brought my son, who's now 19. So uh, we all know he's not watching this. Um <laughs> But I brought him to the doctor. He was like, you know, it was like his week old checkup. Like he was like two weeks. It was like the first time you get to go to the pediatrician because they come in every day. Mm -hmm. I had C-sections. So Mm -hmm. they had, they came in like every day for, and I'm a type two diabetic. I was 458 pounds when I delivered Zachary. Yeah. So I was in the hospital. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So this was when I could take my baby in. So whatever that was. So I go and I'm bringing him and I'm all like trying to like, I mean, i was not well. I was on so much insulin. Yeah. I was on so many or like meds for my blood pressure, whatever. And I'm so excited to see people. And I get <laughs> my little baby. It's all tiny and little. And I kept it alive for a week. And I put it up on the little, you know, what is this? The scale, you know? And I had glasses at the time. And I, I'm like, I put him on there and he has his diaper on. And then they're like, okay take off his diaper. And I'm like, Oh, of course, you know, and I'm like trying to save the diaper, you know, cause you're like what? 12 years old. Like I was 20. I don't know. I was 25. I was 25. Oh, so every diaper counts, you yes. know, you're like, Oh my gosh, we need this diaper. And all of a sudden he raises his legs and poops bright yellow on my face. And- oh, on my face, <laughs> on my face, on the glasses. Oh. And I just, Stood there. I was like, I don't know what to do. On my face. <laughs> Take off the glasses I'm, and it's like clean oh, all. I'm like, your it eyes. was so awful. I can't even tell you. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, this is this is dumb. I don't where's my mom? And then I was you like, just said left you this can, baby here. You can keep it. Just keep it. I don't want that. I'm 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 good. Yeah. That was fun for a week, everybody. Do I get the grade? It's Aww. like when you had those flower babies or whatever back in the day. But yeah. So did you ever have a kid poop or pee on you or any you no, know? No, I had I one know. I had one throw up in church and it went about three pews forward. I was holding him forward Ooh. and he puked and it literally covered it like hit three pews forward like the lady three pews up was like eh. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was fun they're like are we doing the sprinkling you yeah. know it's like they thought yeah. it was the holy water they're yeah. like that's not no, at all we what was happening we oh leah that is that's good though and we will it's never humility. say which child that was oh that was totally caleb wait how old is caleb he's i gotta 17. know he's 17 oh yeah. it's the oldest it's the oldest it was the See? first one so i was mortified 
What is that about? What is that about God just saying like, hold on, everybody. This is the first kid. We're going to make this one really fun. We're going to deal with all, all the, the humility happen. right at the beginning. Let's just get over it. Yeah. All the humility. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You're so right. I can remember um, that I had to call poison control oh because I smelled pine smell. I smelled <laughs> pine. Pine. I was like... My house smells amazing. I am such a good wife. I am such a good housewife. Oh, this is lovely. And I walk over and there's Zach, my son, who was a toddler, covered in pine salt, sucking on it. (gasps) He's in a puddle. And I was like, I'm, is he gonna, wait, what? (laughs) I was so scared to call poison control because I thought they're gonna be like, Lady, oh, we're we here have, for your baby. No, we have their number on the fridge. <laughs> like, we've called. Yeah. Those poor people. Yeah. We I should, know. like, make them chocolate chip cookies. You yeah. know what I mean? I need to find out who my local poison control people are and send them gifts. Because there were many times I called them and they were like, it's, you're okay. Like, just calm down. Like, I don't know. My baby licked the carpet. And they're like, your baby's going to continue to lick the carpet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, but pine yeah, salt. Right. But my house smelled amazing. I'm not going to So lie. did your baby. So did your baby. <laughs> And my baby, it was like chrism. It was just like <laughs> when they the get baptized. <laughs> it is. It is. It's like that freshly <laughs> baptized baby smell, but for secular. <laughs> like, this is where we keep them. Oh, Leah, this has been so fun. See, we'd even get to more than one question. Friend, I want everybody to know. Oh, and real quick, let me ask one last question, though. Do you have to be Catholic to use Guiding Star? No, 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 no. Totally. In fact, it's not even a, okay. Catholic, it's not even a Catholic organization. It just happens to be run by crazy Catholic mom, but that's about it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, same Z's here. Okay. Friend, where can they find you? The book, you guys, oh. where, where did the people go? Send them to all the places. Yeah. So the book is for sale. You can find it on Amazon if you want, but it's lumenpress.org. So it's published by Lumen Press. Uh, you can find me on my website, leahajacobson.com or guiding star. You can find all of our centers at guidingstarproject.com. Pretty simple. I love it. I love it. Friend, thank you so much for being here. You guys don't go anywhere. Uh, I'm going to be right back and I want to make sure that you are also, you are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in at Veritas up in the Northeast, whether you're listening on the app or if you're on the radio, thank you for being on YouTube, subscribing, liking, sharing these videos and the whole show itself, letting your friends and family know. And I appreciate everyone who's reached out and been so supportive. Thank you. Thank you for listening on podcasts everywhere and subscribing there. You guys have made all my dreams come true. So I want to say um, a little bit about Leah Jacobson and my guest tonight and all the incredible things. I think what was so beautiful and what the whole point of this show is to showcase human beings that are doing extraordinary things. And here's someone who is a perfect example of that. She's a mom, she has seven kids, and she didn't let that stop her. She took her vocation with her. And I think that that's what the church does such a great job about is making a space for women to, yes, be women, but also to contribute to the kingdom of God in the way that that they have been asked to contribute. So Leah saw something 
that was a problem in her community. She saw something in a problem in her own healthcare. And instead of just complaining about it, she actually chose to be a part of the solution. And that's what is fantastic. I think the coolest part of that entire interview, obviously, if you're watching, you saw my face, was when she said that she provides childcare at every single center that she's opened, seven centers around the, the nation. And this is not what she got a degree in. It, she doesn't have, you know, like a trust fund. She's a normal person, normal gal from Minnesota uh, with seven kids. And she's made this a reality, but she's been so intentional and thoughtful along the way. And the whole, the whole thing that I kept hearing or kept thinking inside while she was listening was, it, it's just saying yes to the next thing, to the next yes. I think we get lost in the whole big of all the things, you know? And I think, like you heard her say, if I had had seven kids during all this, I wouldn't have done it. God asks us to say yes in small increments, in small times. He knows what we're capable of. But we've got to say the first yes and then he'll take us to the next. And I think that is what's so inspiring about Leah's story and what she does. And I just really admire her um, and what she's doing. So please support Guiding, Guiding Star Project. Please um, give them your money. Visit them if you want. All the things. Buy her book and, and visit her as well on the internet. You guys, I really love that you're here. I appreciate it. I hope you will be back for the next episode and fall in love with my next guest, just as I do every time that we have a guest. Thank you to Taylor. Thank you to Anna. And thank you to Veritas. You guys, until then, don't forget to be extraordinary. This has been It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Bye, y'all. 